0: Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of the Connecticut Connection podcast. Today I will be talking to Nurse Jessica Velasco. Nurse Velasco is an inspiring woman who is a part of the RVNA Health healthcare force. She has had quite the journey, especially during the pandemic, but that is not my story to tell. Hear her story, lessons, and advice now. So hi Nurse Velasco, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm okay, Max. Thank you for having me. I'm, how are you?
0: I'm great. I'm great. I'm really uh, happy to be talking with you and really excited to learn about your work and what you've done um, in your life related to healthcare. What is your role in healthcare? What do you do?
1: So, I work for RVNA Health and I am, um, I'm a registered nurse um, and I supervise our certified nurses' aides for both hospice and home health. Um, In addition to that, uh, since the pandemic started, I have also been um, keeping track of our staff's vaccination rates, uh, COVID testing, so that we can report that to our partnering nursing homes and assisted living facilities.
0: What was it like for you and RVNA Health at the beginning of the pandemic?
1: Um, So my role as a CNA supervisor is primarily in the office, um, but my background is in hospice nursing. um, And. And at the beginning of the pandemic, um, the preferred provider for a local facility um, was no longer able to send their hospice nurses to that facility. Um, and unfortunately, no one was, was caring for these hospice patients. Um, so our, our v health really stepped up to the plate and um, I volunteered to return to the field to care for them. Um, I was in a fully, you know, everybody's Fully COVID positive unit. Um, everyone that was there was had contracted the virus. Um, and when I first walked in, it was really uh, it felt like like a war zone. Um, everybody around me was dying, um, and um, you know there there were so many unknowns at that time. Um, there was, you know, what kind of PPE should we be wearing, and um, how should we separate these patients? Um, so there was just a lot of unknowns at that time. Um, and as as time went on, um, they started they started dying, um, and uh, the families, uh, families were not able to, to be with them. Um, they were really saying goodbye through, through FaceTime. They were saying goodbye through a tablet. Um, some were even climbing balconies so that they could see their loved ones through, through a window. Um, it was, it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. That's
0: heartbreaking. And I'm, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. And, um, uh, um, um, uh, happy that you were able to um, be there with those patients when they weren't able to be there with uh, their loved ones. And I really appreciate you going through those tough times to do that and um, make them uh, as happy as they could be in their final days. How many people has rv Health vaccinated and cared for during the
1: pandemic? So we have vaccinated um, 16,207 people. Wow. And that is a joint effort um, with various um, team members, um, various agencies, Um, Danbury Equity Grant is one of them. Um, And we go to, we have uh, both in in our offices in Richfield and uh, New Milford offices, we are able to vaccinate. Um, people. We also go out into the community. Sea um, Town is is one of the places that we are frequent in order to be able to to reach a wider part of the population. Um, and in terms of caring for for patients, for COVID positive patients, um, we have home health and we have hospice. Our home health patients um, at our 184 we've cared for. Um, Hospice patients, the numbers are not completely accurate because in the very beginning of the pandemic, we were actually um, just taking data uh, manually. Um, So for hospice patients, it's approximately 86 to 100 patients that we have cared for.
0: RVNA Health based on those numbers and what I've heard is helped a lot of people um, through hospice and vaccination. Um, And I mean, it's really something special for this area uh, that you're able to do that. How has the pandemic affected you and your fellow healthcare workers, physically, mentally, and emotionally?
1: You know, I mean, we are at risk for for burnout. We are at risk for anxiety, depression, um, insomnia, moral distress, post-traumatic stress. Um, All of those are are definitely, you know, things that our our healthcare workers are experiencing. Um, There's also pandemic, you know, stress with how long it's been going on now, um, unfortunately. Um, So, I think it's so important to have a strong support system. Um, someone that you can really, really talk to. I can tell you that at the beginning of the pandemic, um, family really wasn't someone that I could talk to about what I was seeing. Um, they just would not understand. Um, but V&A Health set up a um, social worker so that uh, the group of us that were in the thick of it could really talk about it. Um, and it was great. We would meet once a week through Zoom and, um, and we would talk about, about our day, about our week, um, the stresses, um, the, the painful things that we were seeing.
0: How has your daily routine changed um, because of the pandemic?
1: Um, so we have to keep very close um, eye on on the guidelines. There are various guidelines that come through, you know, I mean, at, at the beginning it was daily, um, not so much anymore, but we do have to make sure that we are keeping with any new CDC guidelines, um, with any new Department of Health guidelines. Um, there are uh, mandates from government Governor Lamont, um, so we have to keep track of that. Um, we have to be aware of what our positivity rate is in the county because once the positivity rate reaches a certain point, then we have to uh, follow a different set of rules. Um and then in terms of vaccinations and testing, our UL department at RBA Health, um, which manages community health and wellness. Um They are, you know, setting up vaccination clinics and um, testing Um, PPE is also very important. Um, We used to each each different supervisor used to provide the PPE for their employees. Um, We have centralized it um, and keep a close inventory uh, tracking so that we never uh, run out and we're fully stocked. there's also daily temperature tracking that we do for both um, field staff and office staff.
0: In what ways have you seen the impact of the Delta variant? Because obviously that's been dominating headlines um, over the past few months. Um, and I'm just wondering, in what ways have you seen the impact of that?
1: So uh, personally, um, what I've seen is uh, people that were not vaccinated are becoming um COVID positive. Um, and in homes where there was someone that wasn't vaccinated um, and people that were vaccinated, um, those those people that were not vaccinated, their symptoms are so much um, stronger. Um, but we have, you know, in terms of, of the agency, we do have seen a, a um, small surge of COVID positive patients since since the Delta variant started to become more prominent
0: here. How has the role of masks evolved, and how do you see it evolving with the Delta variant's presence?
1: So I have to tell you, Max, our uh, CEO, Teresa Santoro, and um, our CCO, Carrie Lenardi, uh, were really, really thinking ahead. Um, once they started hearing about COVID-19, they started procuring PPE. Um, even before the pandemic arrived to the United States, um, and I know PPE had been a struggle for many agencies and hospitals. Even, um, unfortunately, we were never asked to wear our PPE, uh, or we use we use our masks. Um, it was always um, employee safety at the forefront, um, and and with that in mind, um, our PPE policy has never changed. We are required to wear a KN95 or an N95 and a face shield um, with all patients. And that is changed um, each time that we see a patient. Got it. So that, that protects the patient um, and the staff, of course.
0: From a unique healthcare perspective, what is your message to listeners and what would you like people to know?
1: Um, so I can see what... I have seen what this virus does. Um, I have seen people say goodbye to their loved ones through a tablet. We can't go back to that. Um, I understand that the vaccine is is new and there are fears with anything that is new. Um, But the vaccine works. Um, So I would implore those that are able to get vaccinated to do so. Um, and it's not just, you know, a Connecticut thing or a Fairfield County thing. It's, it's a worldwide effort, um, and that would be what I would implore people who could get
0: vaccinated to get vaccinated no absolutely i I definitely agree with that i mean i'm vaccinated and i I encourage people who i know who aren't vaccinated to get vaccinated because it's absolutely vital to themselves their um, neighbors their loved ones and the greater community the world um, because uh, we want this pandemic uh, to end. Thank you so much, uh, nurse Velasco for this discussion. I learned so much and I appreciate your, um, healthcare work very much. And I'm sure the listeners do as well. You're doing a great job. Um, and, uh, we really appreciate your work.
1: Thank you so much, Max. And thank you for, for discussing this very important topic.
0: Thank you for listening and to nurse Velasco and other healthcare workers. Thank you for all that you do. We appreciate it more than words can describe.